Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Teen Titans. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 12, titled The End, Part 2. The continuation of this incredible three-part finale arc, which Voltron morphs together to create my favorite episode of this entire series. It is Best Teen Titans, no point in preamble, let's just get right into it. So, this episode, of course, picks up right where the last one left off. Raven is gone. She has ceased to be, she has opened the portal, uh, she's just, as far as the Titans know, fully dead. Trigon has emerged from the portal Uh, Loudly proclaimed that the Earth is his. And then, uh, he just flat out ends it. Like, the world is just gone. The world is just dead. Uh, He makes the skies turn red. Water is lava. Everything's in disarray. Everything's crumpled to nothing. Everyone's, all the people's turned to stone. And it is a very horrific, really haunting landscape. Uh, This show's version of the apocalypse, uh, this show's version of the Trigon apocalypse, it's literally hell on Earth. Like, quite literally. (laughs) There's no other way to describe it. And it is so, so well realized. Such an excellent backdrop. Uh, to the latter two-thirds of this arc. But somehow, in the midst of all this, the Titans survive. Robin wakes up totally fine in the middle of the city. He follows a raven to this giant building, to the top of this giant building. Finds the rest of the Titans there. Apparently all of them were led there by this raven. And they put two and two together and realize, wait a minute. Raven did this. Raven saved our lives. Remember, 
in the last episode, Raven did that thing where uh, she knocked all the Titans out and said, be safe. That was her ensuring that her friends survive. That was her saying, look, I can't stop this. But maybe the rest of you can still fight. Maybe after I'm gone. Maybe after I've fulfilled the prophecy. You can still fight back. And in the midst of this hopelessness, which by the way, there are a couple times in this episode where the Titans are heartbreakingly close to flat out giving up. Like, Cyborg flat out says, like, hey, what's the point? The world is done. Look around you. Everything's dead. And Robin says, no. Raven made sure there was still hope left in us. Raven made sure that we were still here to fight. If we're still alive, we still have a chance. And it's at this moment they made another discovery. Raven didn't just protect them. She also gave them a weapon. A tiny piece of her power. That grows when they join. That grows the closer they get to one another. They have a shot. So they immediately go for a full-on assault on Trigon. And we get this really, really great sequence. Where the Titans attack Trigon. Trigon doesn't really care. Trigon's like, Oh, Titans attacking. Whatever. Who cares? I I don't give a shit. They can't do anything. By the way, I, I love the image of Trigon using the ruins of Titan's Tower as his throne. That is just brilliant. That is a striking visual. I love that so much. But anyway, beside the point. They join together, they get super pissed as Starfire explains to them that Raven's powers are fueled by emotion. A callback all the way to that weirdo Puppet King episode in season one. Man, all the callbacks in this uh, in this three-part arc, they really do kind of bring everything together here. I'm, I'm just going to say it, this should have been the finale. They probably should have ended it after this, but whatever. That's just me. Uh, but, (laughs) uh, but they join together, they give an exquisite display of Raven's power, just awe-inspiring, they join together, do the Azeroth Metreon Synthos, it's awesome, they... Like, shoot out this giant beam that for a second, just a split second, looks like it's hurting Trigon. It looks like this could very well be the thing that takes him down. 
And then it's over. And then Trigon reveals that that did less than nothing. And Trigon just swats the Titans away. Like a damn insect. They go all the way across the damn world and land in where else but the old library. Where they mourn Raven a little more. They wonder, is Raven really gone? This doesn't feel right. Raven doesn't, Raven can't be gone. She can't be dead. Uh, She can't be destroyed. And then, Slade. Slade shows up proclaiming that Raven is not in fact dead. The Titans are very understandably pissed at him because, you know, he sort of sold out the entire world for his own gain. And we're not even sure at this point what he did it for. And Slade basically talks the Titans off the ledge on, you know, flat out murdering him of just like, hey... I know where to find Raven. I can get you there. A piece of her. The era of her existence of being the portal is done. But there is still a piece of her left. And you can find that. And Robin eventually says. Yeah, whatever. We'll... We'll trust him because we have to. If there's even a chance Raven is still alive, we have to take it. If there's even a chance Raven's still alive, I don't care if it's coming from Slade, we can't turn this down. Slade lays out the plan. That unfortunately this is a journey only one of the Titans can take. Because Trigon is all-seeing. His mind can be anywhere he wants it to be. So, they have to distract him. They have to make sure Trigon's mind is occupied. So Robin goes on the journey with Slade. Uh, Starfire, Cyborg, and Beast Boy go on mission, distract big giant demon man. Armed with the power of the Ring of Azar, which Slade used to defend himself when Trigon tried to destroy him. You know, when Slade just flat out threw a fit over not getting his payment, and Trigon was like, uh, screw you. He protected himself with the Ring of Azar. Now he has gifted this to the Titans. And so we get this incredible sequence of distraction. Beast Boy, Starfire, and Cyborg attack. They defend themselves with the Ring of Azar. Trigon tries to completely destroy them, and he fails. And he's just like, oh, well, I don't want to actually fight you. I just want to, you know, destroy you immediately. So, 
Uh, I'm just gonna pull out your evil spirits and make them fight you. And we get this magnificent fight between Cyborg, Starfire, and Beast Boy. And evil Cyborg, Starfire, and Beast Boy. They literally have these monochrome, evil, dark side spirits that they're fighting. So we have Cyborg versus Cyborg, Starfire versus Starfire, Beast Boy versus Beast Boy. Uh, We keep cutting back to this fight throughout the rest of this episode and a significant portion of the next. And we get some really, really creative bits, uh, some really creative action set pieces from this, uh, to see how Beast Boy and Beast Boy fight, uh, just, (laughs) just one-upping each other on animal transformations, uh, they handle it very creatively, Starfire versus Starfire, these little blips in the air, just bumping up against one another over and over and over again, is such a cool visual, Cyborg v. Cyborg, with Evil Cyborg, uh, pointing out all of Cyborg's weak spots, Like, that's really cool, and throughout the entire time, every single one of their evil selves is taunting them. Using their own insecurities, using their own regrets, using their own dark recesses of their brains against them. Beast Boy evokes the name of Terra. Evil Beast Boy evokes the name of Terra. Evil Starfire relishes in being compared to Blackfire. Tell Starfire that with you gone, Robin will be all mine and threatening to tell Trigon where he is. Cyborg just holds over, Evil Cyborg holds over Cyborg's head the fact that, quote-unquote, You don't have a mommy. Another little allusion to Cyborg's origin story. And it's so good. It's so amazing. It's so absolutely incredible. And I love every single second of this fight. Every time they keep cutting back to it. Meanwhile, Slade and Robin go on this journey through literally hell. Like, they don't call it hell because this is a kid's show, but it's basically hell. They go down into the depths of hell. They sail across a literal river of lava in this little canoe. The entire time, Robin's like, why'd you do it? Why'd you sell out those the world? Why, why'd you take part in this? And Slade's dodging the question, saying, like, hey, you know, this would have happened with or without me. Either way, th- th- this was inevitable. Robin's like, but you did it. Why? And Slade just doesn't answer. And then they're attacked by fire demons. And we get this great sequence of Slade and Robin fighting side by side against this horde of fire demons. Also, very interesting thing about this action sequence. Uh, they reuse a trick they did with Robin and Red X from the episode X. They reuse a trick 
just with Slade instead of Red X, where they show Robin and Slade fighting side by side, their movements completely in sync. Completely, 100% synchronized, they are on the same wavelength. Another callback to the days of Season 1 where a big focal point of the show was the similarities between Robin and Slade. I swear to God, literally everything culminates in this arc. Literally every major deal of the show culminates in this arc. It's great. It's awesome. There's so many callbacks, and I love it. But they defeat these fire demons, but in the process... Slade's mask pops off his face. And behind the mask, we see a literal skull face. Slade is just a flat-out skeleton now. And a very grotesque one at that. He's very well drawn. And Slade pops back his mask and is like, Uh, yeah, I wish you hadn't seen that. Um, temporary condition. And Robin's like, okay, answers now, or I'm not helping you anymore. What is this? And Slade tells a story. We finally know how he survived. Why he teamed up with Trigon. And what his payment was. So when Terra... Knocked Slade into literal lava. That was meant to kill him. That should have killed him. That should have been him dead. Except. It did. Someone was looking out for him that day. Trigon. Trigon brought him back to life. Promised him that if he became his servant, he would restore his flesh and blood. He would be made human once more. The rest of the story we already know. Slade gleefully took up Trigon's errands, used his powers to just completely eviscerate everything and lead fire demon armies and all that. And then Trigon didn't deliver. Tried to destroy Slade himself, but the Ring of Azar protected him. So, this journey is not just a safe raven. It is also to save himself. Slade came to the Titans, not out of the goodness of his heart, not because he wanted to defeat Trigon, but because he wanted to be whole again. Cold-hearted, self-serving bastard. Robin and Slade continue on. Eventually they hit a point where they separate. One goes down one path to save Raven. The other goes down one path to save Slade. Pretty obvious which one is which. I don't know why I (laughs) was vague on that one. Uh, But Robin goes to save Raven. Slade goes to save Slade. 
There is a parting threat from Robin. Uh, he is just able to get out if I ever see you again. Very venomously, and then Slade cuts him off. You can fill in the blanks on how Robin was going to finish that sentence. Robin is more pissed at Slade than ever because he literally destroyed the world. So, <laughs> figure it out for yourself. I have a strong suspicion that what he was going to say was not appropriate for a kid's show. But anyway, Robin goes to save Raven. He encounters more fire demons, takes them all down, and then finds his way to this this almost churchian structure goes in, looks around, and is greeted with Raven. But not the Raven he knew. Raven as a child. And not only is Raven a child, but she also doesn't know who. Robin is. She is a child who doesn't remember a thing. And that's where it ends. I'm just going to shut up and let part three speak for itself. Because, good God, the way this ends is so freaking good. Uh, If you like this, Favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 13. The season finale. Talk to you then.